everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is March 23rd. It's 2022. We have 11 NBA games to talk about here on today's slate, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justo 6. Chief, 11 Gamer. What's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Glad to be on. Um, I'm in a much better mood coming into the pod. I don't want to say the usual, but it does help. But for those of you that don't know, you know, when we hop on this pod, we're, we're typically in the middle of some sort of a sweat. So it does help tonight that I've already cashed some five out of five tickets on, uh, on prize picks with at least two or three still live. Uh, if I hit those two or three, and that's a great night. So uh, there you have it. Hopefully we can continue to crank out goodies. And I did look ahead as usual, and there are going to be some teams on the back-to-back. So hopefully this will be a fun little slate for us to analyze and uh, and drop some nuggets here. It is um... – it, I mean, there's going to be a lot going through this slate for sure. Um, you're in a better mood than me. I, I had so many, so many things live, and I'll be in a really good mood if the Denver game goes into like triple overtime, um, because all of the players that I played in that game in DFS are low owned. So, hoping that game goes uh, goes big here. But we're gonna jump in and get started. We're starting here with the Knicks at Charlotte. The Knicks are on the second end of a back-to-back, so we'll see if Julius Randle is out. Um, We'll have to kind of see. I kind of expect him to play. And then on the Charlotte side, Gordon Hayward is still out. So, I mean, starting here with the Knicks, if Randle sits again, I mean, Obi Toppin, First of all, RJ Barrett. Uh, like, let, don't let me don't let me bury the lead here. Um, RJ Barrett is just—he's a stud, and he's even more of a stud when Randall's off the floor. So, we'll start there. Will uh, talk to me about the rest of this Knicks team. Well, I'm, I am going to get to RJ Barrett because you know the kind of season he's having, uh, Steve. I almost feel like he's playing his way out of New York, and, and what I mean is, I mean. He hasn't been incredibly efficient in the shooting category every night, but he's proven that he can score the basketball and he can put up numbers. And, you know, I mean, he he's getting a lot better game to game to game to game. And his sophomore campaign is a lot better than his freshman campaign. At any rate, I want to start with Mitchell Robinson, Stevie. And let, no secret here, big men against Charlotte have been – God, this is like the new big men against Brooklyn, Stevie. Do we did we see what Jonas Valanciunas just did to my Hornets the night before? I mean, it was ugly. JV almost had a double double at halftime, and I'm not saying Mitchell Robinson is going off for a massive double double, but you know this should be a spot, Stevie, where he can hit ten to twelve rebounds. Maybe you know if he can get the ten points, that would be great. But I think he gets some blocks. I think he gets, you know, uh, maybe a handful of assists, too. Uh, but really what you're looking for is the rebounds and the blocks in this game. And I think he's going to have his opportunity. So I really like him even on the back-to-back. R.J. Barrett, I don't have to sell you on R.J. Barrett, Barrett, especially if Randall's out. Uh, he's probably going to vault to the top of 
everyone's list in terms of not not necessarily a must play, but a really strong play, even though they're on a back to back. Uh, Charlotte isn't that far. That game's pretty much over. And uh, they were at home tonight. So I, I'm really not worried about uh, the effects of, of Barrett here, who's got young legs and has already been playing. Uh, this could be a good spot for Evan Fournier, uh, especially if Randall's out. I, I'd look for him to take, you know, 12 to 15 shots and the three ball will be there. And this could be one of those games where he hits four three-pointers and that's already 12 points. He's 5,300. I mean, that, that could really set you up for a nice night. Yeah, I, I mean, what was the, the final line for Barrett in that game? I think it was like 30 and 12 or 30 and 13 or something. Yeah, like something just, crazy. And, and the shot attempts are just going to be the thing that's so juicy um, when, you know, Randall's out. I think he shot 23 or 24 times, 25 times. Um, Burks had a really good game. He's another one that, like, is going to play solid minutes if Randall sits again. But, I mean, it's the same pieces if Randall's out. Toppin, Robinson, Burks, Barrett, um, all of those guys. Quickly is, I think, you know, someone that's going to get a lot of second-team usage. Um, so those are the plays that I'm kind of looking at here. If Randall plays, I still like Barrett. I still like Mitch Rob if, if Randall plays. But – I think I kind of like Randall if he plays 9,400 up against Charlotte. He could have a monster game here. So I'm going to be paying attention to this news on the Charlotte side of things. Lamelo's 8,900 uh, over 40 fantasy points in five straight games. Now only one of those games, he went over 50 fantasy points. So the ceiling is my biggest concern with him, but like Rozier's ceiling has kind of, been down as well um so i'm struggling here on, on your charlotte um hornets will because i mean consistency is fine but when you're looking at consistency at the prices they are that's where it kind of gets tough to play them on 11 game slate yeah it really does and i will say this you know point guards have been a thing against the knicks kind of like point guards against the lakers and look no further i think trey young had at least 38 tonight in terms of real points i don't at least last i checked he was like around he had a lot yeah, it, yeah, and so it's not going to change here. And, you know, I would, I really wish Isaiah Thomas was doing something else other than scoring, Stevie, because he would be on my list. Uh, he is playing limited minutes. He's 3,100. Um, could, could, be, could be interesting here, but I, I just don't think he's going to get uh, the minutes. We've got some pieces that are cheap, like Montrez Harrell at 44. Like, I'm interested, right? A little bit too cheap. Guy that can go out and get you 30 in, in 20 minutes. I like that. Uh, we've got uh, – there's one more cheap piece, Kelly Oubre, who's also very cheap. The problem is what's going on with his minutes. I mean, we need to get him back to the 22 to 25-minute range. It's just we've got – you know, we're mostly healthy and guys are playing. And so <clears> – excuse me. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's really affected him. But all in all, I'm with you. I think I like the cheap pieces more than the expensive pieces here. And you guys will hear me mute myself right now. <laughs> um, we're moving on. We got another team on a back-to-back -back Atlanta at Detroit for this one. This game is two twenty-four and a half total. And the Hawks are a five and a half point favorite. 
Atlanta second end of a back-to-back. We won't get an injury report on them. I assume Collins will be out. Bogdanovich was banged up. He ended up playing on Tuesday night, so he's one to kind of watch here. Does he play? He played fine. Uh, on the Detroit side, Diallo, Jackson, they're out. Um, so looking at Atlanta, you know, you mentioned Trey Young had a big game. You know, Capella had an okay game. I think he only had like two actual points and still had a decent fantasy night. It wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, talk to me here about really the shot the ball too. Yeah. I think what he had three shot attempts or four shot attempts. It was something really small. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think with Atlanta, it's Trey again, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's Hunter, uh, it, you know, it's, um, it's Gallinari, especially if Collins is out and Bogdanovich happens to sit, you know, because it's a back-to-back. Uh, and I don't hate Capella at 6,500. You know, th- this could be a spot where, you know, he goes full-blown, you know, double-double mode and has, you know, 12 rebounds, 15 points, uh, a few blocks and steals, and maybe one assist or something like that. So I don't hate it. Um, but all in all, it's mainly Trey Young and uh, and mainly Hunter and, uh, and Gallinari for me. I feel like those are the pieces. I want to attack the most, especially, um, you know, against Detroit. Be interesting to see if Gallinari plays the second end of a back-to-back. He played one in the beginning of March, so I assume that he would um, play here. But Atlanta is kind of in that spot in the East where they're probably not moving up much, but they are likely going to be like the 10 seed. Um, so, I mean, they, they kind of need to stay healthy. I don't think Washington or New York is going to catch them personally, but um, on the Detroit side of things, this is, I mean, Bagley's 6,300 now, you know, we were paying in the five case for him and he was having good games and his price is kind of caught up and it is a bigger slate. You know, Cade Cunningham has that ceiling, um, his price is kind of up there. I like the matchup, especially with Atlanta on the second end of a back-to-back. So I think if I was going to go anybody here for Detroit, like I'm leaning towards Cade and I'm kind of overlooking Grant's performance last time out against Cleveland and saying, all right, that's probably not going to happen most nights. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when I look at this game, they're playing Atlanta. Stevie, one of the things I've noticed about Atlanta is recently, specifically, they haven't been able to stop anyone, right? So I'm not I'm not afraid to 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 attack this team. Um, you know, I like Cade. I like uh uh geez, Sadiq Bay. Like I, I don't mind these guys. They are are they a little bit overpriced? I think so. But, but against Atlanta, man, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty interested. I, I'm actually borderline interested in Isaiah Stewart as well. Uh, this is a spot like we saw the other night against Portland. He played 31 minutes, um, had to deal with uh, uh, with Eubanks, and he's going to have to deal with Capella tonight. If we can keep him out of foul trouble in, in the right spots, right? Like don't get too early in the first quarter. Let's maybe get one and then get one in the second quarter. You come back, we can deal with that. And that'll keep him on the floor and, and ignite his fantasy production. So I don't hate Stewart here. I think he'll have a chance to, to do some special things. 
And then in terms of Cade, he's he's overpriced, but I like the minutes and I like the production. You know, the last few games he's been amazing playing Atlanta. Atlanta's on the back-to-back. I'm not worried about the back-to-back, but they just they haven't been playing great defense, Steven. So I I I low-key like these Detroit pieces. All right, moving on here. We got Sacramento at Indiana taking on the Pacers. 236 total in this game. Pacers, a five and a half point favorite. The matchup that we really kind of wanted is not going to happen, which is kind of unfortunate. Sabonis out. Holmes out. Fox is doubtful. Davis is out. And then on the Pacers side of things, Duarte, Halliburton, and Jackson are questionable. McConnell, Rubio, Warren, and Turner are out. So a lot of value in this game. 236. Both of these teams like to play fast. We're not going to see a ton of defense here. Looking at Sacramento first, Fox is doubtful. Sabonis is out. Okay. Well, Davis is out too. So that kind of leaves Mitchell, DiVincenzo, Holiday, um, maybe Lamb as like a wing player. A lot of potential here on Sacramento in this game, and I think that we're going to see Mitchell really pop in optimizers today. I think he's in in line for probably one of the top point-per-dollar plays on the slate. Yeah, for sure, especially after that performance against Phoenix. It's really the minutes and the opportunity, right, when you're not getting uh, De'Aaron Fox to, to soak up all that usage. Uh, he's going to be out, I think, Steve. I mean, they, they've already said they expect him to be out, so I'm, I'm just counting him as out, right? And I think you're doing the same thing. Yep. No Sabonis. I mean, he should have a field day. And the other thing, Stevie, this this isn't going to be some juggernaut defensive game. Oh, no. This, this game's no going to be up and down, matadors. Hey, you, you want to lay up? Go ahead, man. I'll get mine back on the other end. I, I, I love this spot. I'm with you. I think Mitchell is. He's just pretty much a top play, period, right? Like, I, I think Mitchell's borderline lock button in this spot. I, I really do. I, I, I'm not kidding. Somebody that's not lock button but is in contention as well, Dante DiVincenzo, his minutes should, should be stable in this spot. Uh, we know Harrison Barnes is going to get his minutes. And, you know, he's probably a cash game play. But in this spot, Stevie, with no defense, he's probably a tournament play as well. Uh, all of these guys are just, for the most part, too cheap. We've, we, we were already seeing Trey Lyles pick up minutes anyway. Now he's absolutely going to play at least 30 minutes. Um, you know, I, I wish we knew – I wish Damian Jones would just get 30 minutes as well because he's 3,700. But He might I have to I, in this game, though. Uh, it's kind yeah. of what I was going to say. I, I mean, uh, Trey Lyles, I, I guess, is probably going to get a bulk of the minutes. Yeah, but I mean, there's going to be I think there's going to be plenty of minutes to go around for Jones. Uh, the Pacers like to play big. Like, I think this is a spot if you're going to take shots on Jones, this is probably one of those spots. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm with you, man. This is a good spot to attack on, on DK tomorrow. I mean, I, I already see four Sacramento Kings that I absolutely want to play. So it, it's, you know, it's going to be good. I mean, even the other side of this game, the other side of this game is just as juicy. Um, If Halliburton plays, he's probably my favorite player on the slate um, because (laughs) 
God, you got to think he wants to play in this oh, game, yeah. Stevie, don't I mean, you? Yeah. Him and Buddy Heald, they he's gotta gonna play. He's here. gonna wake up in that bed tomorrow. And he's gonna be like, man, my back feels great. <laughs> <laughs> it feels great. It's not sore at all. It feels fantastic. Coach, I could play the whole game. Don't even check me out tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to think Halliburton's going to have a little chip on his shoulder here. I, that that trade came out of nowhere in everyone's eyes. Uh, if Halliburton is out, Buddy Heald, Brogdon, these guys are fantastic plays. Uh, I like Buddy Heald regardless. This is a spot where this team's not good against wings. And part of that reason we always thought was Buddy Heald being the defender when he was with Sacramento, but even with Buddy Heald gone, they're still really struggling at guarding wings. So I think Buddy Heald could have a big game here. So a lot of interest in this Pacer side of things. Um, you know, Brissett, Bitstays, these guys are our tournament plays, but I think we're going to find a little bit better options today. Yeah, for sure. Um, I... Man, I get excited just thinking about Halliburton playing in this yeah, game. It's just a good – like, Stevie, I, I'm not even going to give analysis for this game. It's Revenge City. And I wish Sabonis was playing. I too, wish Sabonis was, was oh, playing, too. God. This would have been amazing. Uh, and and I, I'm not a narrative street junkie. So, so let, me, let me say that. I'm not against narrative street. I'm just not going to get in on all of them. This is one where I feel like – the calendar circle. Oh, you're going to trade me, huh? I will see you on March 23rd. I'm with you. I think Halliburton feels fantastic. And if he doesn't, I feel like he gets every cream and shot in the world to get on this court and take on the Kings tomorrow. I, I think this is a fantastic fantasy fantasy game on both sides, Steve. I, I, just, I would be stacking this game for sure, especially with Sacramento. So cheap. You can, you can do a full game stack here and feel really good about the pieces you have. Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, right, it, it comes down to there's not going to be a lot of defense played in this game. And, I mean, narrative street in basketball is way different than narrative street in football or baseball. In basketball, you literally can can control your own destiny as far as your usage and stuff like that. And if you're feeling it, the coach isn't going to take you out. If you're Halliburton, the coach isn't going to take you out. So, I mean, baseball, if I'm facing my former team, I'm still going to be taking three at-bats or four at-bats. Anything can kind of happen. But in basketball, I think that's where you're, you play the more narrative streak because, I mean, we see it time and time again. So Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Utah at Boston. This game has a 220 total. The Boston Celtics, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, injury report-wise, on the Boston side, Smith is out. Marcus Smart is probable. Robert Williams is probable. Bogdanovich and House still out for Utah. Well, I'll be honest with you. I think this is going to be one of the best actual basketball games on the slate, but we have two of the best defensive teams in the league facing off against each other. Is there anything standing out to you for the Jazz? Nope, nothing standing out for me for Boston either. I'm I'm, I'm fading this game. I, I know. I just, come on. We, we don't, I don't want to say we don't need this game, but it's 11 games, Stevie. We just talked about Sacramento, Indiana, pieces from Atlanta, pieces from Charlotte, pieces from the Knicks. 
we've got more games coming up. In the next game, we're going to talk about a guy. I, I don't think we need to get involved with Utah and Boston. That doesn't mean you can't play them, but I don't think it's the best strategy for this slate. I mean, everyone's healthy, too. I think that's the big thing. Um, yeah. The prices are all kind of right there. You're really not going to need like a Royce O'Neal type value play today or anything like that. I will say this in the prop game, though, I would get involved in this game for sure. Well, yeah, you kind of hope the props are down a little bit um, yep. and you kind of jump on it or they're too high and you jump on it that way. So I'm with you. This is going to be a catch up game for us. We're moving on. Um, not a ton standing out to me in this game. We got Brooklyn at Memphis. 235 and a half total in this game, and Brooklyn is a two and a half point favorite. On the Brooklyn side, Lamarcus Aldridge is out. Seth Curry is questionable. Goran Dragic sounds like he's just getting a day. Um, he's doubtful. Joe Harris is still out, and Ben Simmons is out on the Memphis side. John Morant is out. Um, so looking at Brooklyn first. Even with Morant out, I think this game has a lot of potential to stay close. Um, Brooklyn on the road. Memphis is a good team. Uh, talk to me here on the Brooklyn side of this game. Yeah, man, and, and that's what I want to talk about. Just Kevin Durant, right, probably won't see as much as he would because Kyrie Irving's back. Probably going to hurt Bruce Brown. Probably going to hurt a few more guys. Uh, but all in all, this should still be an interesting game. Andre Drummond at 5,700 should get, uh, excuse me, some minutes here having to deal with uh, Steven Adams. So I, I don't mind Drummond at 57. I don't think he's going to be better than a better value than Damian Jones and maybe not a better value than Trey Lyles either. But I think for tournaments, it's worth it because he can get 12, 15 rebounds and 12, 15 points in, you know, 28 minutes, 25 minutes. So that's really, I, I think they may need him for, for the spot. Um, all in all, that's my favorite player. I think with Kyrie back and, and Durant, both of them going to be there. Um, just not as interesting. I don't, I don't hate Bruce Brown, especially if Seth Curry sits, uh, because I do think it will open it up for him a little bit, but all in all, it's mainly, uh, mainly drumming for me in this spot in large field tournaments i think you could roll the dice on some claxton that is all i'm gonna say um i think he's someone that has serious potential on a nightly basis especially with lamarcus aldridge out um yeah i mean i don't mind Kyrie, i don't mind durant but i don't think they're like core plays for me today um Memphis side, I mean, Bain, Triple J, they're interesting. Melton, um, but I mean, Tyus Jones, I think 4,600, no John Morant, a Brooklyn matchup. He's kind of the guy we're probably going to be looking at the most on Memphis. Yeah, I mean, Memphis should be able to put on a masterful performance here. Tyus Jones, 4,600. I think you have – <laughs> He's probably another one that's like a lock button, right? Like him and Mitchell, in my opinion, are probably the two top plays on the slate. It's in terms of cheaper plays, right? You get those guys in your lineups, it's going to open things up for you. I don't hate Bain in this spot either. Um, you know, I know he's 6,900, but he should he should be able to stroke it here. 
uh, against Brooklyn. Dylan Brooks at 56. I wish he was playing more minutes, but I am willing to take a shot uh, considering the fact that they're playing Brooklyn. And so that, that's what I would do there. And then as equally as much as I like um, Andre Drummond, I equally like Steven Adams. I know the fantasy production has fallen off some, but at 5,800, I'm more than willing to roll him out. He can get 40 points in this spot. So those are, those are a handful of guys I like on that side. All right, moving on. We got Golden State at Miami taking on the Heat. Back-to-back for Golden State after losing to my Magic. What is the Orlando Magic doing? 214 and a half total in this game. The Miami <laughs> Heat, a six-and-a-half point favorite. Jimmy Butler is questionable. Tyler Hero is questionable. Victor Oladipo is questionable. Caleb Martin is questionable. And Gabe Vincent is out. Um, the Golden State side here first. I... I think Clay is really questionable on the second end of a back to back. Um, he has not yet to play a back to back. So we'll have to kind of see. I think that really, I mean, it's such a tough matchup against Miami. But if Clay doesn't play, it, even more usage for a guy like Jordan Poole, um, in my opinion, right? Don't you think so? For sure. Still, sure. It's such a tough matchup, though. It's still tough to be like, I, oh, you know. But but the thing is, I, I feel like I've seen Poole play in a tough spot with everyone out. I can't remember what game it is. Which game was it? It wasn't the Boston game. Or was it, was it the Boston game? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't remember which one it was, but I know he, he didn't have a really good first half or a really good first quarter in the second quarter, he came out and just tore it up. I, I it might, I can't remember, but I, pool at 76 is, I think is the reason I'm, I'm a little bit less interested. If he was around 65, I think I'd be more into it. Right. At 76 though, I, I don't think I can pull, pull the trigger. Uh, Otto Porter, Stevie, he, so he had 16 points and 16 rebounds against the Spurs the other night. Right. And if you watched him play the Magic, he had another 15 rebounds tonight. He crushed the Magic, man. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on right now um, with him in terms of his massive rebound and upside. They're playing Miami, so I would assume those numbers would come down. But just on pure speculation of him being 4,600, probably going to play 28 minutes. I, I think we roll the dice on him and see if we can – we can get ahead of the curve, Steven. Maybe it doesn't materialize in this game, but uh, that is something I, I want to point out about this one. And then Draymond, do we think Draymond sits here on the back-to-back? I'm not sure. Like, I think I think it's definitely possible that him and Clay could sit. What What are your thoughts about that before we, we go over to Miami? And let, let me tell you why I bring this up. Draymond sat like he didn't start the third quarter. They were on another, they were on this weird rotation where he didn't start the third quarter and they started someone else and then they brought him in and then they, and then they brought him in on like, for like the, I think they wanted him. I'm assuming they wanted him to close. Right. So they brought him off the bench. So I, I'm not sure what Kerr was doing there. I'm going to try to track that. It, it may have just been this game, but anyway, I'll show you. What, what was, are your thoughts? No, it was the most minutes he's played since October of 20, October 28th, Draymond. Um, so, 
I I think we potentially see both Draymond and Clay sit, and we see big bumps here for Wiggins, Poole, and Porter. Um, it's it's just I think the biggest concern for me, Will, and I'm sure you're going to kind of echo this too. My biggest concerns are it's the Miami defense they're going up against. Um, it, that's my biggest concern. Yeah, I mean. That's always the concern, I think, with Miami. It's kind of like Boston, and and Stevie, you you should uh you should reprimand me here because I, I've always told myself I take unders on teams against Boston. I and I know OKC still put up some points the other night, but I I I outsmarted myself and took SGA over first half fantasy points, and of course he scores like I don't know twelve or something. And I said I knew it is Boston. You just you can't take the overs. And that's the same way I feel about Miami, right? When when they're fully healthy and, and, and they're playing teams, they're going to play great defense. Um, so, yeah, I like Miami. I will say this, Bama at 7,900 is, is very intriguing for me, especially if Butler's out. If Butler's out, Bama at 7,900 feels like a steal to me, and I will be in on that play for sure. You know, we've got Hero who's questionable. Um you know, like you already talked about, we'll see what happens there. But you'd have Lowry kind of by his lonesome. Maybe you play some Struss. Maybe you play some Duncan Robinson at 3,500 because now, you know, maybe it opens up a few more shots. Uh, you know, Martin is questionable. It, you know, if if Jimmy were to sit and Hero sits and Martin plays, and he's going to be in play. I just – so many combinations, but I think we need the news to solidify it. All right. Um, the Miami side, you know, if Butler plays, I think he's very much in play here at 8,300. Um, I think Bam is someone that could really dominate in this matchup if they give him the usage. I don't think Golden State really has anybody to match up with him very well. Um, if Butler sits, obviously it opens up guys like Kyle Lowry, um we're waiting we'll be waiting on seeing like uh, is martin gonna play but i mean if butler doesn't play we're waiting to see if Hero's gonna play so uh, i mean hero knee sprains if you've ever sprained your knee it is not not pleasant um so Steve, i sprained mine playing your favorite sport baseball sliding in the second i sprained awful. my knee at least three times that i can remember off the top of my head um so it it, it is very very painful running um so depending on where he's at with that injury um we'll have to kind of see but i mean this is the miami side to me is tough night before because it it just is going to be dictated so much by uh the news here for sure i i'm with you it's a, a, a lot of tough calls unless we get the news but like I said, if a couple of those pieces that I talked about play or don't play, then that's kind of the direction I'm going. If Jimmy's out, I'm really in love with Bam. If Hero and Jimmy are out and Martin plays, love Martin because he's 3,900. Uh, we're also sprinkling some, some Duncan Robinson. If Jimmy plays, but um, Hero's out and Martin are out, then I'm going to like Jimmy. You know, that, that's kind of the, the approach I'm going to take with this game. All right. Um... We're moving on. Interesting game. But anyway, yeah. Phoenix at Minnesota is where we go next. 234 and a half total. 
the Suns a two point favorite. This game on paper is is just really juicy. Um, the injury report for this one, Cat is questionable. Um, you know, obviously that's something huge. He's been questionable the past couple of games now, though, hasn't he? Yeah, and, and I mean it's a right arm contusion um, forearm, yeah. so we'll see. But and then on the Phoenix side, Cam Johnson, Kaminsky, Paul. And Sarge out. We'll start with Phoenix. Um, I mean, a, a really high total game. Fire up some Devin Booker. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, I don't have to get into it too much. He's just in a great spot. It seems like every night right now. Yeah, as long as Chris Paul is out. I mean, the shot attempt, Stevie, last five games, 25. 20, 24, 18, 21. Uh, like you said, as, as long you just fire him up. At 9,300, he, he's a little bit too cheap uh, for, for the production he's able to give us. I will say, I, even though DeAndre Ayton's minutes aren't incredibly high, I, I don't like the price. I, I, for, for those minutes, I wish he was around 68. I'm still willing to roll him out in, in large field against Minnesota where his rebounding numbers should come up some, Stevie. I just think, you know, in that regard, I think he should eclipse 10 rebounds and get into that 11 to 13 range. And then if he can score 20 points, then we're, we're now, now we're headed to uh, an upside game. This should be another spot where um, – God, what's the guy's name? Mikel Bridges should be able to thrive here because he's playing big minutes. Um, but I'm with you. It starts and stops with Devin Booker. On the Minnesota side of this game, I'm assuming Cat plays for what it's worth. Um, I think Edwards is somewhat interesting here at 7,500. He's someone that can go for 45 plus fantasy points. He can have a really strong game. Uh, what are your thoughts when it comes to Minnesota? Yeah. I think Cat's going to play. I'm, 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 I'm going to take that side. Um, we already know um, that that Mr. Edwards is just going to be chucking shots. Like, you know, he, he's going to come in and shoot. I know he only took 13 against Dallas. Newsflash, Dallas has, has been a fairly good defensive team. So I'm not going to read too much into that. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, 7,200. I don't hate it. Patrick Beverly at 4,800. He's been playing big minutes. As long as he's getting the minutes, Stevie, He's been getting close to or over 30 fantasy points. I think he's a sneaky value play that's not going to be as good today because of Mitchell and because of Jones, right? You, you may not need him, but I, I will say he is sneaky. He, he could get you 30, 35 points tonight, and I would not be uh, surprised. Uh, those are the few guys that I like. All right. Um Moving on, we got Orlando at OKC, second end of a back-to-back for the Magic. Two, 19-and-a-half total in this game. The Magic, a two-point favorite. They really need to stop winning games. It's super frustrating. They keep winning games. (laughs) Um, They did so good losing to Detroit the other night. But, I mean, this is a huge game of bad teams because, you know, it's the bottom three teams that get the highest chances uh, for the lottery. And the Magic are at 20 wins now, 
and the Thunder are at 20 wins, the Rockets are at 18, and the Pistons are at 19. So really, really bad win for the Magic. Um, Magic on the second end of a back-to-back, so we'll be waiting on the injury report for them. Um, the Thunder, Dort, Favors, Giddy, Jerome, Mascala, Robinson Earl, Kendrick Williams out, SGA questionable. Starting with the Magic, I'm, I know the matchup is fantastic here, but it's so hard. I mean, Wendell Carter Jr. just absolutely crushed this team when they played them the other night. He had 30 and 15 or 16 or something. That was stupid. Um, it was stupid. I'm going to let you talk about the Magic because I am very biased and hope that they lose. <laughs> well, one person that you may not have to worry about is Cole Anthony. His minutes have – they're not really allowing him to play big minutes. He's kind of like low 30s. So I'm not really worried about him. I think he gets to scratch off. Jalen Suggs is, may sit out again. Um, he sat out, you know, for the current game they had. So Markel Fultz is, you know, continuing to play minutes. But I don't see where, you know, he's going to be a beneficial play for you. Uh, RJ Hampton played tonight, but I don't see where he's going to be a beneficial play. And I'm going through this because I think it's important to understand that, yeah, they've got, a, even though they've got a lot going on, they're still playing a lot of guys. Franz Wagner could get there at 5,700. I don't hate it, but I don't think he's a better play than Mitchell. I don't think he's a better play than, than Jones. So he kind of gets the X button. Wendell Carter Jr. has been playing fantastic for a good stretch here, but, you know, we, I think he had, what was it tonight, 19 and 8 or 20, 20 and 8, something like that. So he didn't quite get there fantasy-wise, but in terms of a real-life game, he had a good game. At 8,400, I do think you roll the dice on him, right? Like, I don't – I think you take a shot because it's OKC. But I wouldn't have him in my single entry or three-entry max bill by any stretch – and I think that's it. Mo Bamba's just so sporadic. Like he he's only tournaments, just deep or large field tournaments only. Thunder side of this game, I mean, it all is going to depend on SGA, whether or not he plays or not. If he's out, Trey Mann would see a huge bump. Um Roby, Baisley, I think these guys are fine. Um Basically, the minutes are definitely going to be there. The matchup against the Magic, they use some big guys. So I don't mind the Thunder side. I like the Thunder side a lot more than I like the Magic side of this game. Sorry, I was muted. Rookie mistake. Uh, Happens to the best of us. Yeah. Um, The Thunder side is good. Like I I was kind of on SGA the other night from a prop perspective. And I know he's questionable. It would be really nice if he played in this game because I'd be right back to the well for sure. Like this would be amazing, an amazing spot for him, especially with all these guys uh, continuing to be out. I, I think he'd be a top player on the slate, and I wouldn't really worry about anybody else. All right, we're rolling along here. We got Houston at Dallas. 225 and a half total in this game and the Mavericks a nine-point favorite on the Dallas side of things we know Luca's out Hardaway's out and Bertans is out and then on the Houston side of things they're good to go um injury reports clean here for them so looking at Houston first 
I mean, Kevin Porter Jr., if he's going to get 35 minutes, I always am going to lean towards his ceiling. But Luke out, I think Jalen Green's in a good spot. I think Christian Wood is someone that could have a big game. Um, the fact that Dallas is such a big favorite in this game, even without Luka, is kind of appealing. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, – this is going to be the Dinwiddie and, uh, and Jalen Brunson show, in my opinion. Maybe a sprinkle of Dwight Powell, maybe. I mean, he put up 41 the other night against Minnesota when I was expecting him to do that against Charlotte. Just, just frustrating. But anyway, uh, I, I think Brunson and Dinwiddie are for sure the place that Reggie Bullock came back, uh, came, came back, played 37 minutes, Stevie. 37 minutes, 34 fantasy points, 18 points, two assists, seven rebounds. With Luca out, I am inclined to be interested because of the minutes, and I think I think they'll lean on him for to shoot the three. And if if it's falling, he's going to have a good game. I definitely think he could pick up a few peripherals. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is okay as well. I, I don't like him more than Reggie Bullock. The Reggie Bullock's cheaper, and I feel like they've got equal ceilings. So uh, there we go. You talked about Josh Green. Uh, you know, maybe if he can get to the twenty-five minute category, I think I'm interested. But all in all, main main two pieces for me, Stevie, Dinwiddie Brunson show. And if if you're on Dinwiddie props, I mean, he, he's been at 12 and a half with Luca playing. My assumption is he comes in at 16 and a half with Luca out. I haven't looked at it. So that's my assumption. And I'm still taking the over against Houston. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dinwiddie is one of the top plays on the slate. Um, but not even close. Like, it's not even close. You know, so love him in this spot. I think Brunson, obviously, he's in play as well. I think Dinwiddie is going to be the usage guy um, for this team. So I really, really like Dinwiddie. All right, we got Philadelphia at LA taking on the Lakers. Two twenty nine total in this one. Philly is a eight point favorite. Um, I mean, Anthony Davis is out. LeBron and Horton Tucker are questionable. LeBron's questionable every slate, it seems like. Um, talk to me here about the 76ers, Will. And so I feel like this is the time to hop on James Harden, Stevie. We've talked about it. We've talked about point guards against the Lakers. And yes, I know Maxie's playing hybrid, but you know, Harden's kind of running the point for this team mostly. I, I, I love James Harden. I love Joel Embiid. The Lakers haven't been able to stop a nosebleed, Stevie. I mean, they, they haven't been able to stop anyone. Why not go ahead and load up on, you know, two of the best players on the slate? I love Harden here. I'm hoping that, you know, we just kind of don't get much ownership. But at 9,900, in this spot, th- this feels like a gold mine. We saw what he was able to do against Toronto, 17, 9, and 8. Stevie, I think you go ahead and add 10 extra points to that, uh, two or three extra assists and two or three extra rebounds against the Lakers. This should be a really, really, really good spot for James Harden. Uh, I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I I think Harden and Embiid. I think Embiid's in a great spot. It's just the price difference makes Harden a little bit more appealing, um, in my opinion. And I mean, Maxie, good game the other night. Not going to look into that too much. Um, you know, no, no, Embiid, no Harden in that game, right? Um, pretty sure. 
So yeah, yeah I think when sure. yeah, when we're looking at this game, I mean, it's the two studs on the Philly side. I don't think I'm gonna go to these. We have so many good cheap pieces in other games that we've talked about. So, and then on the Lakers side, I mean, if LeBron plays, it's LeBron. You know, he's eleven six. He's 60 fantasy points or more in three straight games. Um, hey, revenge or narratives don't matter in the NBA, right? LeBron just happened to have a triple-double against the Cavs the other night. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, did, he just happened to shoot 29 times. Um, so, I mean, LeBron, he, he's trying to take this team on his back. You know, we're seeing one of the greatest NBA players of all time. And argue who you want to be the greatest um i'm not going to make an argument i just kind of classify them all together because they're just phenomenal talent and you know they're once in a generation type players so when you have this type of talent yeah lebron's getting older like i'm not gonna disagree with that with anybody but lebron james is still lebron james and he's gonna do everything he can to get this team I mean, they're. I think they're going to try to make a push for the eight seed. I think they make the playoffs, but I really think they're going to try to make a push for the eight seed and try to get the past the Clippers here. But we'll have to see. Um, Clippers are kind of slipping too. I think they've lost like three or four in a row. It, it's LeBron. It, it really is LeBron. Um, you know, Westbrook's been playing really well. We're starting to see some yes. old tendency for Russell Westbrook. So I'm looking at the studs in this game. I mean – this is your hammer game and we could see one or two of these four guys just have monster games. Yeah, for sure. I, this could be a good game. All up, you know, the Lakers are at home. I will say this. I do want to see how Russell Westbrook performs tonight or, or on this game at home. Cause they've been on the road and he's kind of been dialing up the upside again and, you know, he goes home. The minute he starts missing shots, Stevie, they're going to be screaming, don't shoot, don't shoot. And I just want to see how, how it affects him. Um, but, you know, you talked about LeBron. They need I, to I let the dude play. Yeah, that's what they need Maybe to do. Maybe cheering, cheering, cheering for their teammate. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Um, and, to, and, and really quick, to, to your yeah, point. Go ahead, man. To your point, like all season, Russ has been better on the road. All season. Um, you know, field goal percentage at home is 41%. It's 46% on the road. He's Amazing. averaging almost three extra points per game. The rebounds and assists haven't really changed, but you can tell he's been a lot more comfortable shooting the ball on the road this season than he has been at home. Yeah. So that's the only that's the only thing that I'm like, uh, Man, maybe I take a maybe I say let me see how Russ performs at home tonight, just just to see if if, if we're right here. Uh, but LeBron, I mean, LeBron play LeBron more anyway. than if you're yeah if you're exactly. worried about Russ, just play more LeBron. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm with you. Um, I do think this is a game where if, if the Lakers are continuing to play bad defense, they can get steamrolled. So I, I think I'm hoping that they keep it close enough for LeBron to keep pushing. And uh, and go from there, but I'm not really interested in a whole lot of Lakers. I would I would play Malik Monk, but man, they're just all over the place. DJ Augustine shot 100 percent the other night. Stevie, the Lakers are just old. They're just old. Yeah, man. Um, all right, 
we are moving on. Last game, we got San Antonio at Portland, 233 and a half total in this game. San Antonio is seven and a half point favorite. Bledsoe, Hart, Ingles, Lillard, Little, Nurkic, Simons out. On the San Antonio side of things, McDermott and Lonnie Walker are out. Um, So starting here with San Antonio, on the road in Portland, Portland is so banged up now. I I mean, they've been banged up, but now even Hart is out. Um, Yeah. Brandon Williams is going to have a massive usage rate in this game. He's going to – his usage is going to be crazy. Ellaby is going to see a bump in usage. Um, But starting – Starting with San Antonio, I mean, you know I love playing DeJounte, and I could definitely see him putting up 50, 60 fantasy points in this spot. I'm a little worried about this game staying close. I really am. Um, We're talking about a Spurs team that's kind of firing on all cylinders, you know, trying to make a playoff run and catch the Pelicans, and a Portland team that is without arguably their best four or five players. Um, What are your thoughts on San Antonio? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Uh, They're four and six in their last 10, but they they won one. And I I do think they are trying. Uh, The question is, I think, can they catch the Pelicans? They're they're a game behind the Pelicans. And no, two games behind the Pelicans, three full games behind the Lakers. And so it's, it's getting down to the nitty gritty here. They're going to need the Lakers or the Pelicans to lose and, and and they're going to need to continue to win. Um, the crazy thing about the Clippers is they're so far ahead. They, they may still get into the playoffs by default. Well, they're going to have to win a playing game, but anyway, I'm, I just want to break that down just so everybody had an idea. Um, you know, who's you in think- the playoffs, the, the Phoenix suns are already in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, no, it's all right. It's all right. Here's my question. Do you think DeJounte can get 60 fantasy points in three quarters? I, I think that's what you're banking on if you're playing them. And, and I know that was kind of rhetorical, but I think that's what you're banking on because I do expect, and I know Portland's been hanging around with certain teams, but I do expect San Antonio to get the job done. Most of their guys are healthy outside of, you know, what I consider to be secondary pieces. Like I know Lonnie Walker was like kind of com- coming off the bench, but now they got Josh Richardson. I mean, I feel like it's just a 1A, 1B type deal. Uh, so I'm with you there. I think I'm going to let DeJounte sit, sit on the shelf and hope Portland doesn't keep this game ridiculously close. I think the biggest note, too, is Josh Hart has at least 25 actual points in four of the last five games. Um, so, yes, they have been keeping games close, but – I mean, Josh Hart is a big reason why they've been keeping games close. And, you know, going – and I will say this. I, I think Jacopotl is super interesting on the San Antonio side. I don't think he'll be very popular on this slate, so I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. Um, and Josh Richardson's a little interesting for tournaments with uh, Lonnie out. He should play 28 minutes in this game. On the Portland side, Williams is 6,800. Um, if this game stays remotely close, I think he goes for 40 plus fantasy points. Yeah. I mean, and he's, and he's probably going to play minutes anyway. 
I, I think I still like Chris Dunn here. Not not necessarily over Williams, but I'm saying in the game, right? He's 4,200. He's probably going to play 25 to 30 minutes. And uh, you, you just got to hope that he can score some real baskets because the peripherals uh, will be there. Ben McLemore is another guy. He played 30 minutes, Stevie, and, you know, shot the ball 16 times. Uh, so I, I like him at 3,400. I think he's a really good value in this slate that's probably going to go overlooked. So wanted wanted to include him. Everybody else we know, the Ellabies, you know, the Watfords, we, we know those guys. All right. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to go sweat some Bones Highland points because Jokic is He's dead. almost there, you know. Did I know. You know he, had ten, he had 10 in his first, like, three minutes of play. Um, so it was it was a fantastic start. But um, favorite play under 5K to go 7X. we got a few of these guys down here today. Who are you looking at? Yeah, give me Tyus Jones. Uh, you know, I, I like him in this spot amazing spot for him uh yeah let's get it on yeah obviously i like that one i think that is um i I think that's great value uh today for sure uh i wish we knew the news on julius randall or not because obi toppin would be like the clear-cut option for me uh but not knowing that news um is kind of tough, but I'm going to go to Sacramento. They're missing some main pieces here, and I'm going to go Damian Jones at 3,700. Um, this question is one of those questions where you kind of need a little bit of floor, but like ceiling at the end of the day, and Damian Jones at 3,700 I think has that ceiling to get you 7X at his price tag. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who is your bust today? Hmm. Give me, give me Kevin Durant. I think with Kyrie back, I, I think it's going to eat into him too much. All right. Um, I'm going to go Jason Tatum at 10-1. I could easily see him getting there. He put up 55 fantasy points the first time these two teams met earlier this season. But I'm just going to play the odds on this slate, and I don't love this game. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go. They don't score one. They scored 267 points the first time they, these two teams met. I'm going to go. That doesn't happen again. Um, so I'm going to take the, the under on Tatum here. Who's your favorite six X play today? Yeah. Give me. It's kind of stuck between two guys here. Give me Spencer Dinwiddie. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> that is a, a real. I'm going to go Brandon Williams. I think his usage is just going to be insane today. Um, we're going to see monster usage from him today. So I'm going to go Brandon Williams. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. It is an 11 game slate. You don't have to go too crazy to get weird today. Who do you got? Well, I talked about him late. He is a cheap player, but I think I like it. Um, I think I like it a lot, actually. Give me, give me Ben McLemore. 
All right. I can um, get behind that. I don't hate that. I don't know. I don't know if this is like. I was trying to like think if this is like a a real like let's get weird GPP play of the day or not, but I don't think he'll be popular today. I'm gonna go Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, I don't think he will either. It's been a while since he's had a big game, so um, he he's just consistently been putting up a lot of stats in a lot of categories. He just hasn't had that like big game here recently. So I think this could be one of those days where he has a really big game. So. Um, any bets standing out to you here at night before I know you, we, we mentioned a few props as we were going, um, I'll, I'll let you think about it for a second and I'll say, check that Brandon Williams prop on his points when it comes out, um, with no Josh Hart in this game, it is, it's really juicy. I think this is going to be a spot that Williams could score 30 actual points. So it probably comes in at like 23 and a half, 24 and a half. I like the over on Brandon Williams points if it comes in that low. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I can dig that. I'm looking at, um, I think I'm going to go back to the well on one because this game should be competitive enough. Marcus Smart points, rebounds, assists at 21 and a half. They were as high as 26 and a half last week in the Sacramento game. They did come back down around 24 and a half. Um, he's averaging 24 and a half his last five games, 28, 26, 32, 21, and 15 in Denver. Uh, but this, but that's because they blew Denver out. I mean, they, they smoked Denver in the first half, and Denver never recovered at 21 and a half. I think that's too low for Marcus Smart. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's going to be one that, that I like tomorrow. All right, that is going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking more hoops. We're going to go sweat Bones Highland getting two more points for us here. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you again on Thursday.